Welcome everyone, this is Sasha Moving Mountains. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming Aditya Bhamidipati, founder and CEO of First Type, which he founded with the vision of creating customer identities and driving marketing ROI. First Type is the intelligent customer data platform, CDP, that builds unique customer identities by ingesting data from all sources of customer interactions and transactions. Aditya's stewardship of First Type has empowered it to be among the first to incorporate machine learning into customer data profiling. Founded in 2016, First Hive has customer deployments in some of the leading BFSI, FMCG, and manufacturing enterprises across the U.S. and the Indo-Pacific region. Please help me welcome Aditya to Moving Mountains. Welcome, Aditya, to Moving Mountains. Thank you, Sasha. It's a pleasure to be here. You happen to be the founder of First Hive, which is the solution to leveraging time and unused marketing data. And we will get into discussing how AI plays a vital part in helping marketers data analytics. Your first hive has been recognized by Microsoft, Unilever, Reliance Geo, Accenture, and foremost importantly, it is GDPR compliant. How did you come up with the idea of first hive? Yes, Sasha, that's a great question. See, first hive for me is actually uh, uh, has been an idea that germinated a long time back, very early in my career. Uh, I started my career post my MBA with uh, P&G and uh, very early on, I mean, I wouldn't have called it a CDP at that point, but when I was working uh, with P&G, I, I remember asking myself when we have these wonderful products on the aisle of, of a store, they say I'm a great product by me and that's the same message that goes to every shopper that walks into the store. But what if uh, you know, let's say a Gillette razor could say, hey, Aditya, welcome back. Today is the 15th anniversary of your first shave. What what happens is that that entire experience changes from a broadcast to a conversation. And and that thought really over the years as I moved from P&G to work with an, a system integrator company called iGate in Europe, and then subsequently running an agency, uh, it, it grew to what is First Hive today. So it was, it was really uh, a, a build on, on an idea through the experiences that I've had over the years. The platform creates customer identities, which are an aggregate of how many different channels from where information is being pulled from. So uh, today, First Hive, essentially goes to large enterprise customers and as uh, any large enterprise customer that's operating in the consumer marketing space uh, would would have they would, there are a number of systems across you know CRMs mobile apps websites ad networks and so on and so forth so first type today has the capability to bring in data from over 700 plus uh, different data sources and uh, and then process them to make make them meaningful 
and, uh, uh, and and really use that data for delivering you know contextual conversations and improved customer experience for these enterprises and if these are uh, and it and and across most enterprises we often do also see because of uh, uh, the fact that these are large enterprises there are a lot lot of bespoke applications that are built that have been homegrown and in which case then we also have the capabilities to be able to bring in data from these sources so bottom line i would say uh, being the ability to bring in data to make sure that we are able to consolidate connect and make sure that the data is available for forward activation and delivering impact that is table stakes and therefore uh, uh, we are able to bring in from all sources of data for an enterprise. So for example, you shared the example of a Gillette razor. Now, because of compliance, does that mm-hmm. hinder the number of channels that participate on the first hype platform? Because if you're selling Gillette in North America, I'm sure you might have more access to data than from some countries that are not willing to participate. Now, that's a great question. I think when we when we set out to build, uh, you know, the core uh, contours of uh, First Hive as an idea, one of the first decisions that we made was we were going to focus fundamentally on consent-backed opt-in or first-party data, and therefore. Uh, the the entire lens from which we look at uh, customer data management for enterprises is from the perspective of consolidating their first party data which is consent backed obviously that means that uh, there is there are data there is data that first type does not bring in and will not process uh, and uh, uh, and, and, and that's, that's part of the definition of the product. In your talks, you reference a leaky bucket. So for entrepreneurs starting out and for those coming new to marketing, how would you define a leaky bucket? Yeah, see, um, any uh, consumer marketing company today, when, uh, when you actually go there, I mean, uh, we can think of any, any brand for that matter that's, that's online or that's offline, Today, as consumers, when we interact with that brand, we expect a certain cohesive, coherent communication, and we expect the brand communication to be consistent. And as consumers, we have the choice of being able to interact and consume content or do transactions with a brand or an enterprise across a variety of channels. When the enterprise wants to reach us to be able to nudge us towards the transaction, it does not really know or from all of these independent breadcrumbs that as consumers we are interacting with the brand that it's the same us. Even within its own uh, you know, channels that it owns, it is, it, it's, a, it's simply unable to connect these dots because the tools and the systems that actually are used within these enterprises to deliver those experiences or transactions are either not capable, don't talk to each other, or are only able to do retrospective analysis, not real-time conversations. What happens as a result is when consumers come to an enterprise and enterprises have already spent a lot of dollars in acquiring those potential customers of theirs, they are unable to be consistent, coherent, or make sure that their messaging is relevant. As a result, consumers drop off. And this is the reason why when 
you know when you spend a lot of dollars on top of the funnel which is to attract audiences to to let them know what your services or what your product is only a small percentage of them actually convert into transactions and 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 the amazing thing is in most digital marketing spends this percentage can be as low as 0.5% of 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 the dollars that are actually spent top of the funnel which if you come to think of it is an incredibly low number for such a large industry to work on but that's just how it is and and that's a that's a good example of a leaky bucket where a lot of the dollars are being spent for volume not for effectiveness because you're working in a trillion dollar space to drive marketing ROI there are many campaigns that could be run and micro campaigns is there a limit to how many campaigns an enterprise can run during a month on first time no theoretically today the uh, given the infrastructure capabilities that are available and the ability to scale both horizontally and vertically in the way you build your applications and systems there are no theoretical constraints to how many of these can be run the 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 thing to understand is what is what is it that first i was really bringing to the table here at the heart of it what we are essentially unlocking for enterprises is the ability to not look at campaigns as the central engine for driving marketing but really the customer is the central engine for driving marketing performance and all the other choices which especially the historical lens looked at customer communication from the perspective of campaigns which were either specific channels uh, on specific channels like you know you would say i'm going to run an email campaign to a million users or maybe you're running an ad retargeting campaign all of these were built around channels and the constraints of the capabilities that the tools and the channels afforded the enterprise when first hive comes in it actually completely changes the equation there to say that if we have a million consumers how do we enable the enterprise to have a million parallel contextual conversations each one that's optimized for one user at a time but all of that being delivered at scale by a single system so this is not like you're running a million campaigns it's one campaign but it's a million personalized real time automated campaign conversations that are being delivered by the system so the 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 platform is built for that because the customer data platform reports can be run because data is created by the people for the people out of curiosity for researchers out there what is the accuracy rate of the reporting i i think again here uh, if you look at it the the role of first hive within the enterprise is the is you know we are like the cpo on the motherboard of the brain in the body we essentially consolidate consume all of this first party data that's coming in connect the dots make sure that uh, there is that central control from the enterprise on the way it communicates and stays consistent with consumers data quality if your question is about data quality there are there are always opportunities in in enterprises across different in depending on the ingestion source for uh, uh, either transformation of data or enhancing the data quality but that is 
that is uh, an intrin that is an that is a necessary layer which almost all enterprises do have as part of their DQM uh, strategy. The reporting on first hive, if you if you commit it from the identity matching standpoint, we've seen extremely high rates of identity mapping because we actually are the first customer data platform to not just use deterministic but also probabilistic methods in the way we connect data and therefore we are able to bring together intelligence and unlock insights for these enterprises like they've never had access before. This brings us to what I was going to touch upon, the predictive recommendation that First Hive delivers. Are there any examples of in which industry this has been used already and it has delivered a high ROI? There are two parts to the utilization of the data and the recommendations that the platform can enable today. First Hive as a default for every customer identity that it creates for the enterprise, unlocks for the enterprise the recommendations around an individual's propensity towards a certain content, their preferred channel, their preferred time of conversation, and so on and so forth, which are uh, everything to do with an individual's preference or likelihood to, to respond to a brand or have a conversation and this is then enveloped or uh, this is this is within the context of the opt-in channel set for the end for the user while this is there first have also enables the ability for enterprises to be able to bring their own models where they have predictive models to be able to look at enterprise specific or vertical specific models for example if you are a retail company and you want to be able you may have your own high profile shopper definition or if you are uh, an insurance company and you have a churn model or if you are a wealth management company and you have a risk model all of those are additional models that can be layered and brought into first type for the system to then do real time tagging and also make those additional tags available for forward conversations and communication. The platform is to be able to, uh, you know, make available a common baseline insight on the users that are coming in and then make the data available for enhanced insights by the data science teams or the analytic teams of the enterprise. And that's how we've approached this. As for the enterprise itself, because the platform is appropriate for small, medium, and large-sized businesses. Is that dictated by the revenue that the enterprise makes or the size of the audience that they're catering to? Who would be the ideal client for First Hive? So First Hive today is built for enterprises with a large marketing uh, scale uh, uh, scale of operations. So we, we our primary focus is uh, large enterprises and, uh, and enterprises which you would typically refer to as commercial uh, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's really been where we've operated. We are, we are uh, a fairly advanced product when it comes to uh, marketing and data management and therefore we would, uh, we would be a much larger tool for a smaller or medium sized business. Having said that, the uh, within the large large in the commercial enterprise space uh, we go specifically to a set of verticals today which is where we focus more uh, and we've also seen successes 
the uh, the focus from first hive is actually on on three four key verticals which is financial services retail cpg auto manufacturing uh, as you know we call that the distribution vertical then you have uh, the travel tourism hospitality vertical and the digital native or the digital first commerce companies and these are the four specific verticals which is within the commercial and enterprise space that first hive has been focused on in your opinion given the information that you're privy to and how businesses are run what is your recommendation what is one thing that enterprises can do better whether it's in the field of marketing or outside of marketing <laughs> i i think that's a very tough question there are uh, it it's i it's very difficult to be able to give a generic input to all enterprises i can sure. talk about it from the perspective of uh, marketing and customer data platform one of the things that uh, we we've seen is a large number of enterprises obviously have a lot of investments that that have already been made into a lot of technology systems and 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 obviously today there is a a, a general recognition of the value that data brings uh, to success of enterprises in their uh, conversations with customers how do you deliver trust how do you deliver superior experience and so on in all of this uh, the ability to bring data together is uh, is is not just a system choice it it has got to be driven by the outcomes that the enterprise wants to be able to deliver what we've seen is enterprises that have that have more clarity and have spent more time in identifying the outcome metrics of success have often seen significantly higher performance success post deployment of the tool versus those who deploy the tool and then figure what the tool needs to be able to deliver this is at a very very high level specifically from a customer data platform standpoint the advantages are twofold apart while the success gets defined for the cdp itself the customer data platform just by design of the tool actually enriches every single existing tool or existing channel and therefore brings in an incremental return on all the existing investments because it's it does not necessarily come in and disrupt an existing tool landscape it actually sits on top integrates and enriches the existing tool landscape so defining the purpose and the success of the deployment can add to a lot more accelerated value extraction from a tool like a cdp and for that matter any tool in the enterprise uh, technology stack and that is something that uh, you know we've had the opportunity of working with enterprises to co-create and help them define as they deploy a cdp over the years we've also participated in a product mission events where you discuss technology and you focus on the customer experience in your opinion do you believe that we have reached the peak of the digital age or there's more to explore beyond the frontier oh i think we're just getting started i think there's there's so much that's 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 happening now uh the 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 pace at which new technology is coming in with iot everywhere with connected devices with autonomous vehicles and we are we are just beginning to see wide range application of ai uh bottom line is uh, there is there is so much more that that's going that's going to change in the way 
consumers will interact and transact with brands the expectation of omnipresence uh, the expectation of instantaneous real time the expectation of the capability of the edge system to be able to recognize process and stay coherent all of these are very very exciting things that are changing from a technology standpoint that will have a direct impact on uh, marketing that uh, what 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 it means for an enterprise to be able to deliver good experience use data and so on and so forth so i i think there's we are we are slated for some very very exciting times over the next few years I think it is a very commendable theme of loyalty because first hype has been recognized globally for different variables. What is loyalty to you because you were also the former founder of Emart Solutions and there you were recognized for focusing on loyalty management. So what is loyalty? Sasha, I think that's a really really great question at at uh, uh you know from from a loyalty perspective uh, they they i often used to share with my team at that point that the while every brand wants to drive loyalty within its customer base in order to be able to drive adoption advocacy the the most important requirement for uh getting loyalty from customers is to be able to demonstrate loyalty and for you to demonstrate loyalty as a brand to your enterprises it it becomes incredibly important for you to anchor that in uh, in the ability to showcase that you are trustworthy as a brand and there's integrity and uh, that that you are a brand that customers can trust and it's only brands that customers will trust will they be willing to share their most valuable asset which is their own data for the brands to then have conversations with them to transact and as we go through this uh, you know evol- uh, this incredible pace of innovation that's happening all around us which which is really tearing down a lot of the old methods in which consumers and brands interact and transact one of the things that's 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 putting a increased premium on this is the fact that consumers have significantly higher choice um and and therefore brands that can demonstrate trust will get loyalty and brands that cannot will not be able to buy loyalty and for and and how does a brand show that it is trustworthy the the simplest test is do you at least recognize who i am and are you are you able to be a good custodian of the data that i give you and are you able to make sure that you use it right to have meaningful conversations and i think that's Uh, that is uh, that that is how we look at loyalty and that's uh, that's something that uh, drove also uh, a lot of thought that went into building first hive given your time at first hive what have you learned about business that you were not exposed to during your time at png and emart solution uh many things <laughs> it's a uh, my first job was with uh, png uh, it it's an organization and it's an experience that i i continue to hold very very dear and i learned a lot but i think it's a completely different thing to be an entrepreneur and uh, i think the kind of the the breadth of choices and decisions that you have to make the the number of different situations that uh, uh, that you 
take for granted when you work in a large corporate versus when you're building a company uh, there are innumerable learnings the the most important of all i would think is uh, you know what it takes to be able to build something is uh, the ability to i think have you know if i can call it i would i would say just naive confidence because you have to have incredible amount of optimism you have to be you have to have uh, believers around you uh, who you are able to bring on to your mission of building a product or building a company and then being able to ruthlessly focus on execution and have the capacity to do uh to 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 do multiple things because as a young company early days uh you have to be able to roll up your sleeves and do all the different things whereas in a large corporate maybe there would have been 10 different teams doing it so lots of learnings there in 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 the entrepreneurship path and for anyone listening from the marketing data or IT field what would be any action items or tips you could offer them for them working in their respective roles where they could be better contributors to the company uh, in any organization i think there are uh, uh, you know there are two kinds of people uh, those who build the organization and those who work for the organization the the difference uh between folks who can build the organization versus those who just work and are in, are at, are in an employment relationship with the organization is the ability to really align yourself with the purpose the ability to understand the why the reason for existence of that enterprise because once an individual understands the reason for the existence of the enterprise the key drivers of success for the enterprise and then aligns with that that person becomes invaluable and you are then able to operate truly in 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 the in the spirit of what is required to be able to build a great organization and i think that uh, is definitely a differentiating uh, factor between uh, uh, between folks who will succeed in the organization and folks who will have transactional you know experiences that is not connected and finally as we start to wrap things up are there any events that first type will be participating in that people could keep an eye out on oh yes uh, we do have uh, uh, a number of uh, breakfast round tables and a few events that we're going to be participating in uh, q1 of 22 we're going to be setting up uh, an, a number of round tables and breakfast meets across different cities uh, in the next uh, few months we will uh, do followers on uh, twitter and uh, linkedin you will see more announcements there and we hope to be able to connect with folks at uh, at these events wonderful and you're welcome to let audiences know where they can contact you absolutely do con- you can look us up at www.firsthive.com you can follow us on twitter at firsthive and on linkedin linkedin.com/firsthive so uh feel free to drop us a hello and let us know if uh, you 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 found this podcast interesting and if there's anything else that you want want us to do we run our own our own uh, series of conversations and uh, we'd we'll we'd love to be able to pick up some of those thoughts in those conversations and sasha thank you so much for having me over uh, this, thank this, you i did yeah i love this chat